the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, it's a Friday. We have made it through the week. That's a good thing. It really is. It's a good thing. Uh, this weekend, things you might do, might go to the movie. Venom's out now, the new one. Let There Be Carnage. I saw it last night. I'll talk about it in the 7.30 hour, uh, about 7.35-ish. Uh, Matt Smith and I will get on the new uh, movies that are coming out this weekend. The Adams Family 2 is coming out that is uh the new one the new animated version of the uh, adams family your kids might enjoy that it's a good kind of family film a little spooky and ooky but still it'd be a fun movie to go go see i'm, I'm gonna go see it this weekend as well and uh of course the razorbacks are playing who pig suey and uh they're gonna go pay play between the hedges there in Georgia, taking on number two Georgia, and I think I saw the kickoff was at eleven a.m. So it's an early start. I hate early starts. I really do. I I, I kind of like to lay out some, you know, chips and cheese and things of that nature. And I look. I just got done eating breakfast. It's hard to sit down and pig out on good stuff that's football food. But anyway, uh, we'll be playing earlier. Uh, this weekend i think it's on the sec network if i'm not mistaken uh so uh, keep that uh, keep that in mind as well and and that's uh, the two big deals i think sunday of course is church you should be attending church i hope you are at least and uh, taking part in uh, you know what's going on as far as your spiritual life because you need to get your spiritual life straight as well each uh, each weekend as you move into the new week and replenish all that so you'll be ready to go uh robert steinbach will be with us shortly he is on his way chris uh uh won't be here today he's been under the weather so we're not expecting to hear from him at seven o'clock joining us uh and that would be me and uh and robert will be dan sullivan he'll be on I believe he'll be on by phone, but he might make an appearance here in studio uh, because he's here in, in town because the uh, legislature is in session right now. Speaking of the legislature, it's crazy what's going on over there. A lot of kind of infighting going on. And uh, I'll tell you something that I find interesting. I was talking about this with somebody as I was driving in to work this morning. You know they're into it when they're calling me 
and it's 5.20 in the morning. <laughs> so they're called, they were calling me and asking me some questions, and I, and I brought up something to them, and I said, here's what bothers me, is that you have the people that are on the Internet, and they're complaining that the more conservative elements of the, uh, the legislature just aren't doing enough. You know, you read about it, well, why didn't they do this or why didn't they do that? And then you kind of explain to them how it all works and how they can't do more than what they're authorized to do. And people get upset because they don't do anything. You know, the, the big issue last night on Facebook is I go on and I read, all right? You won't get me to talk about it very often, but I'm, I'm on and I'm reading what people are saying. And I just want you to think about what I'm seeing. You got the people who say, why don't they do more? Why don't they get more done? And then uh, if they do get more done and it doesn't satisfy the same people that said that they should be doing more, then they attack them for doing something. So now my question is, what do you want them to do? They're damned if they do. And they're damned if they don't. And why would they even listen to you if they're never going to get a kudos for what they're trying to get done? That they're trying to move the ball forward. I I don't understand that type. See, that's not logical. And I, I don't get that at all. I don't. And then you're seeing uh, certain people standing up and talking uh, during the uh, session and pay attention to what people are saying. The people that you might think are on your side really aren't on your side. You know, and that's something that you're going to want to uh, look into as well. So just know I, I, I find it comical, although it's sad in the same breath, that some of you, if they don't do something, you get on them. And if they do do something, you get on them. I mean, it's, uh, I think it's ridiculous. Uh, Dan Sullivan, again, will join us at 7.05. Uh, Robert, you talk to him. Is he going to stop by or is he going to call? Well, he's going to be on phone. Okay. I understand that. You know, he's right now they're meeting, man. There's a lot of, a lot of back behind the closed doors meetings going on, and they're trying to figure out how to move forward. Because right now, because of how people are thinking, there's not enough for them not to, uh, you know, to move forward. There's not enough consensus. And um, it's been kind of interesting watching. Some people are are being ugly. Some people are trying to be cordial and make their points. Uh, people are, are saying things in the meetings that are kind of interesting, to say the least. Uh, Hindren is trying to be, uh, have some something to say, although what he has to say uh, takes him nowhere. I find that kind of interesting. So uh, I don't know where it's going to come. I'll tell you the guy I'm really, really happy with, and that's the uh, lieutenant governor. I think uh, I think that uh, Griffin has done great because the head of the Senate, Hickey, has tried to kind of ramrod things he's tried to be 
you know, a, a person who just puts a lot of pressure on and and moves it forward in his direction, and he has been stopped several times by Griffin. Uh, as, a, you know, he's up there being the man who makes the final decision up at the front. And I don't think you can find anything wrong with what what uh, Griffin has done. And, I, and again, I, I've heard people yell at, at him and, and say that, you know, yeah, you're facing re-election, and here's the key. Again, what do you want? Are you not ha- Are you not happy that he's doing what he's supposed to do? He's directing the narrative, so to speak, on the floor? Or do you want him to get in there with one group and push forward on certain specific things? And if that's the case... What certain specific things do you want him to press forward on? I just find it interesting to read what people have to say. I don't, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll say this. I'm saying it kind of with tongue in cheek, but man, I'm glad you're not my mom or dad. I'm just saying I would never know which way I'm supposed to go. Now, you've been over there, Robert. What, what are you seeing? Well, the true conservatives are acting like true conservatives. And the wishy-washy rhinos are acting like wishy-washy rhinos. And the libs are acting like libs. So it's completely predictable. Uh, I saw a couple of votes where Eads was nowhere to be found. (laughs) Now, my question to you, Dave, is why is so-called Senator Eads a so-called senator if he ain't got the gumption to vote? Yeah, to show up and vote. vote. Go show up and vote. Yeah. Your tax dollars are paying for this guy. And don't vote president. Yeah. Well, and his problem is he is in the pocket of the Chamber of Commerce. And Chamber of Commerce don't like some of the bills that are being proposed, uh, such as the good bills from Bob Ballinger, from Trent Garner, from Dan Sullivan, from Kim Hammer, all of our favorite conservatives, of course. Right? Of course. And Eads is busy being a bag man for the Chamber. We don't need that. That ain't conservative. No, thank you. Go home. He ain't there anyway. Why are you even? Why are you even in the building? Yeah. Go well, home. If you're not going to sit in the chamber, if you're not going to listen to the arguments, if you're not going to vote on what's going on, then you might as well just sit at home. That's what he gets paid for. He gets paid to vote. The whole mechanism of democracy, of a representative democracy, is we vote and we vote. And we put into place people who do the day-to-day voting because we can't do it. That's what a representative democracy is about. But when the bureau hacks get elected and they don't vote, or they're bad men and women for some private entity like the chamber, then democracy has failed us. Yeah, I don't don't disagree with you on that. That's something that has been a problem— since the founding of the of the nation, really, because there's certain people that are not representing the people that are voting in them into office, but the people who helped get them into office by writing checks. That's exactly right. That's the way it is. All right, 17 after 6, Robert Steinbach is here. He, of course, is over at the Bowman School of Law. He's a law professor. So his opinions are his and his alone and don't represent the Bowen School of Law or 
the university to which they're attached. We haven't heard from Chris. He's been under the weather. I don't know if we'll hear from him today or not. Uh, 7 o'clock by phone, State Senator Dan Sullivan, one of the good guys, will be with us here on the show. We'll be talking to them. 7.35, I'll move into the weekend to talk about some things you might want to do at the theater, movie theater. I went and saw Venom. There will be carnage last night. It's an entertaining movie, but I'm going to be honest with you, I only gave it like a B-. minus. You know, it's all right, but it's not the great movie that I thought it might be. Uh, the great movie that I didn't even know was going to come my way was uh, the whole thing about the, the War of the Ten Rings. That was awesome. That was a tremendous, tremendous movie. In fact, I, I think it's probably... Uh, the best Marvel movie that has been made. So let's get back uh, to it here in just a moment. Uh, don't forget about East End Towing. If you ever need a tow, go with somebody you know. Go with somebody who can handle the situation no matter what the situation is and that you know you're going to end up where you should end up at and not some impound lot someplace. That's East End Towing. You give them a call. they got an easy number to remember and what you need to do is to take that number, put it in your wallet, put it in your purse, put it on your phone. Uh, 501-888-8849. 501-888-8849. That's Patrick uh, McIntyre and his great company, East End Towing. All right. We are back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, I thought it interesting today as I was doing my warm-ups for the show, I do push-ups, and I read on the internet. <laughs> I don't do push-ups. I just look. In your mind. Now, in my in mind, mind, yes. In my push-ups. mind, I do, I do push-ups. I, I, get, uh, I get on, the, on the, the, you know, on the internet, and I start checking things out and seeing things that, uh, what people are saying. And just really interesting, did you see Channel 7's story yesterday about what happened at the capitol let me read let me read the headline procedural drama dominates legislative circus (laughs) in day two of session return now they'll say that they weren't being snide that somebody said that it was kind of a circus over there uh but i can tell you as i look at the story read the story uh, they're being very snide about it, and it the, the snideness is directed towards the conservatives. Of course. You know, the conservatives are calling all the problems uh, that are going on. And, and what has been very interesting and entertaining is Senator Jim Hendren of uh, Gravit trying to make himself important again. Uh, as though he was ever important. No, no, no. Dave, as, as he's very important in his own mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In his own his, mind. Yeah, his he's own, of supreme importance. The the statement of he's a legend in his own mind goes very strongly towards him. Indeed. Uh, he objected uh, to the hearing of uh, Senator Johnson's bill from up in Corning, SB 732, prohibiting <laughs> coercion of persons to receive the vaccine or immunization for COVID-19 with just a short debate occurring before motions were made. And 
Hendren objected to the hearing of Johnson's bill and said it was not germane. Well, it was not germane to his Jackson. But anyway, uh, taking that's a joke. And if you don't know it, then you don't know music. Uh, anyway, it was not germane to congressional redistricting efforts. Lieutenant Governor Tim Griffin, who presides over the state Senate, ruled that COVID-19-related bills were germane. Good for him. Citing case law and the specific language used in the resolution, a motion to overrule Griffin's ruling failed with just 15 uh, votes. So uh, the lieutenant governor is doing what he should be doing as as a conservative and letting these bills be heard. That's and they're right. going, but going back to committee and guys, I know you don't want to stay here any longer than you have to, if you're in the state legislature, but you may have to stay here a bit longer because I think that the people that have things they want to say about specific legislation should be given that opportunity. So they need to give the, the name or the time that those bills can be heard in front of committee. So uh, we will uh, see how how that all works out. Well, good for Tim Griffin, goes. by the way. He this is the positive element of having a lawyer who's the lieutenant governor, who will be, of course, soon the attorney general. Is that he's able to rule on these things, these matters, with a knowledge of the law, with a knowledge of precedent, uh, and clearly. What Hendren was trying to do was carry the water for the lefties. And by the way, in the lefties, I include the rhinos. They're all a bunch of lefties. If they ain't conservative, they're lefties. Yeah, they're part of the other side. That's That's right. Exactly right. Now, Dismang was kind of interesting yesterday. Um, He's a Republican from BB. Said he took a lot of phone calls uh, on uh, Wednesday night to discuss what happened during the um, get-together yesterday. Mm -hmm. Uh, He says, none of us in this room, minus the few that were privileged enough to be part of the drafting process, and that's not being snide. He's exactly right. Unless you're in a particular committee, you might not even see a particular bill until it's going to end up on the floor of, of the Senate or of the House. The general public had... Uh, 30 minutes notice and no chance to read the bills. And we think that that's okay. This is controversial. Just Meng said, Senator Alan Clark of Lionsdale, who you've heard on this show a lot. You've heard Dismang on this show a lot. Uh, question if sending the bills back was just a reason to stall them. Quote, are we going to have that uh, meeting? And then are we going to come back and hear these bills? Or is this just a circus to keep from hearing the bills? Okay, so there's where the circus came in. What I told you has nothing to do with creating a circus, said Dismang. I'm going to tell you I didn't like the circus as a kid, and I don't like the circus in this room right now. So uh, he was he's not happy with what's going on. Now, how do you feel about this, Robert? we got a couple of minutes here before we get to the bottom of the hour. How do you feel about people having the opportunity to come to the committee meetings on a lot of these new bills that were presented and have some say in it? Yeah. I th- th- look, I am the transparency guy. 
I am the Freedom of Information Act guy. Yeah. Uh, I uh, was a co-sponsor of the Transparency in Government Group forum that we put on yesterday. We had a very successful forum. Uh, thank you, by the way, and your folks here for helping to advertise that. We we held it hybrid, online and in person, uh, and had a very nice turnout. Good. And so uh, people need the opportunity. Uh, let me correct that already. No, no, they don't need the opportunity. They have a right uh, to the opportunity to, to be heard. And so, yes, I think that there needs to be, pursuant to their rights, uh, the opportunity to be heard. I agree with you. And we'll talk more about that when we come back. we got news coming up. And what does that mean? It means that they're going to have to stay in session longer. So be it. It's that simple. They're going to have to stay in session. And, and that's the way it should be carried out. I believe that you carry out with due diligence and give everybody the opportunity to have a say in what it is that you're taking up. More after the news here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, when we come back, got a really important story to talk about. I'm just hearing about it right now. Robert's bringing it up to me, and I'm hearing what uh, what happened yesterday, and it involves the state Supreme Court. We will talk about that here in just a moment. I, I just want to talk about Pat Davis for a few moments. Uh, Pat Davis is the guy, uh, if you're looking for your health insurance, make your change right now. Uh, you want to do it with Pat Davis. Pat Davis can save you 30 to 50% on health insurance. Uh, you can use any, any provider in the nation as your health insurance. And then he puts some caveats into it and things of that nature. Uh, they have uh, uh, the great health care that he carries uh, for you for self-employed people. And it's actual insurance, not a share plan uh, that you're looking at uh, at that point. They also have no co-pays. And most people hear that and they go, what? Yeah, no co-pays. No paying the doctor just to get in to be able to see the doctor. Now you get to go see the doctor and then they'll tell you what you need to do to take care of the problem that you have. And, you know, you're going to have to you know, maybe medicine, maybe surgery or whatever. And then the other part of this all kicks in and saves you a lot of money. Uh, Pat Davis can be reached at 501-605-6935. And uh, you can also talk to him and uh, dig into this a little bit by going to his website, yourhealthplanman.com. I've heard people say, well, I haven't called him. It just sounds too good to be true. How do you know? How do you know it's too good to be true? You know, there's people that say, I don't get involved in Bitcoin because it's too good to be true. Let me tell you what, there's a lot of people out there making a lot of money off of Bitcoin because it's true. So call Pat Davis today and uh, talk to him for 15 or 20 minutes, and maybe you save yourself a whole lot of money. 501 605 6935. All right, Robert is sitting right across from me, Robert Steinbach. What? He is, he's a law professor over at Bowen School of Law. And yesterday, I didn't know it was going to be yesterday, the uh, state Supreme Court took up the injunction uh, by a, a local court here in the state that put a hold on the mask mandate or whatever. Or Right. So, uh, as you recall, the state legislature 
wrote a, wrote a law that the governor signed that said that there can be no mandates for masks by public entities. In other words, schools can't compel you to wear a mask. Let me clarify that point or emphasize that point. You can always choose to wear a mask. Nobody prohibits you from wearing a mask. That's correct. I went to this transparency and government group meeting that I told you I helped uh, coordinate, create, whatever, um, yesterday. I wore a mask. You know why? Because I wanted to wear a mask. Right. Not because somebody put a gun to my head to wear the mask. In any event, <clears throat> so Tim Fox uh, declared that act illegal unconstitutional yeah unconstitutional which is a lot more stiff than it's bad law no we just won't do it right and and he did so by the way because tim fox makes up the law because tim fox (laughs) thinks he's another a super legislature that he can overrule the legislature when he doesn't like the policy that they implement so he says that law is not enforceable so that's on appeal to the supreme court he put in place an injunction against that law, saying that law can't be enforced. And so the state, Leslie Rutledge, amongst others, by the way, went to Supreme Court and said, hey, remove that injunction. Remove that. While we wait for you to meet on it, right? Exactly. And uh, the Supreme Court said, no, we're not going to remove it. But here is the interesting part about it. Let me just get to the right part in the article. It's in the Dem Gaz, of course. Uh, and it, uh, Justices Barbara Webb recently Thank elected. Thank you, Barbara. As She's a true conservative. Right. And Sean Womack uh, both voted to remove the injunction. And interestingly, I just had a case before Chip Welch. He was very polite in the courtroom, but he punted. It was one of the gun cases that I have with Chris Corbett as the plaintiff mm. seeking to carry guns where he's illegally entitled to carry guns. But the lefty bureaucrats, bureau hacks, say no. And this one was against the city of Little Rock, where the lefty bureau hacks in Little Rock, in other words, everybody who holds office in Little Rock, uh, said you can't carry a gun in City Hall, even though we just literally passed a law that says you can carry a gun in City Hall. Right. So we went to Chip Welch and said, uh, Judge Welch, you need to decide this. Yeah, here's the law. Here's the law. And he said, ah, it's too confusing, so we're going to have a trial. Wait, what? Wait, what? You don't have trials on law. You have trials on fact, and there are no facts in dispute here. You need to make a decision. So we're appealing that lack of decision to the Supreme Court. So if given, and Chip Welch had run against Barbara Webb for the Supreme Court, if given a choice between having Judge Welch, by the way, I I mean, he goes by Chip Welch. I mean, no disrespect to that. He's a very friendly guy, very nice guy. Um, so if Judge Welch, uh, if the positions were reversed uh, and, Ju- uh, and Judge Welch were in the Supreme Court, we'd lose. Right. Now we're going up with Judge Webb on the Supreme Court, and I'm confident we're going to win with her and the others. Uh, incidentally, when I said that Barbara Webb and Sean Womack uh, had voted to overturn uh, Fox's injunction, uh, I don't want you to think that uh, relative to Rhonda Wood, another justice on the court, she didn't participate. I gather the article doesn't say that she must have some sort of conflict. Uh, so she didn't participate, but she's a good conservative, too. I've endorsed her uh, in the past. Yeah, when I she's have run. as well. Right. Interestingly, by the way, I think I was the only one at the law school 
to endorse her. Uh, notwithstanding, <laughs> what a big surprise. Yeah, right. Notwithstanding, she used to work at the law school. And, of course, I have no doubt. I don't know the inside of it, but I have no doubt they still go back to her. Oh, can you uh, take on an intern or can you come speak at the school? That kind of thing. I'm sure they still do that. In other words, they want to use her, but I haven't seen any of them endorsing her. But, by the way, that's probably the best endorsement you can get. When the lefties in higher education don't endorse you, you should make a postcard that says that. Well, yeah, because it means that they don't see to the right at all. Exactly. I mean, exactly. It's, it's, it's really sad what's going on in it's law terrible. in this country. Terrible. But anyway, so what happened yesterday is very simple. The injunction stands, but it means that they will reconvene to hear the law that's right that was passed and i understand that that's going to happen sometime in the next few weeks in november is is going to be the full hearing apparently according to the article i don't know okay all right that that, that's what i heard and the way things are going over at the capitol they may still be in session that's right when uh, when they have to take that up and man i'm gonna tell you what i didn't think that uh doing the setting up of the districts was going to be so contentious right Right. I mean, looking at all of the different maps that are out there, my God, it's unbelievable how many people have, here's my idea of what we should do. And that's the reason, in in seriousness, what they should be taking up at this time. And right now, they can't take it up the way they should because of all this other crap that's going on as well. And, you know, and it's stuff that needs to be taken up. I mean, seriously, does. The legislature needs to be meeting and deciding on some of this stuff i haven't followed the maps closely but as far as i'm concerned you you, you put an uh you know a cross down the middle of the state mm-hmm. with, with the center in pulaski county and you draw four quadrants and there's your four districts well you got to work at uh, making sure you got enough enough people in each district that's, right. that's the that's the right. main point Indeed. of all of this because they got a lot of people Let's just say it's quadrant four, all right, because if you, if you divide it into four pieces and you went clockwise, it would be like Jonesboro's one, then you get down into, uh, what, Texarkana, no, no, Texarkana would be three. Now you just kind of go around the yeah. four would be Fayetteville area right. and Washington County and Benton County in that area. So there's going to have to be some, some elasticity in all of those areas it's going to be fun to watch it all come uh together i i think that um it's going to be i love the democrats already saying it's political folks you've done it for 135 years don't tell me political Uh, i'm confused a process to be decided by elected officials is going to be political (laughs) how can it not be i i heard there might be gambling in vegas Just to be clear. What a big surprise. Okay. All right. Let's get our break in here, and then uh, we'll come back, finish up this first hour. A lot of things going on in your capital. You should go over and watch it. Go sit up in the the, the peanut gallery. I've done it. It's it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. And it's moving so fast right now, it's hard to keep up with it at at sometimes all the different amendments that are being presented here and here and uh i second and you know blah 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 no vote and it doesn't pass next amendment <laughs> right it's a dave ellswick show stay with us we got more to talk about here on uh, the dave ellswick show on 101.1 fm the answer all right moving 
a little bit away from local politics. Now, I talk a lot of local politics on this show. This show is known that we deal with what's the issues here in the state of Arkansas. Let's talk a little national stuff that's happening right now. I do that every week when I have, you know, Congressman Hill on, Congressman Westerman. This week we were lucky enough to get Senator Bozeman on uh, to talk with us about what was happening. I need to get Senator Cotton uh, back on again here in the near future. And the Democrats are trying to bankrupt our country. I mean, they are really working hard at it. Uh, They are wanting to okay this... uh, what they would call or they're calling the bipartisan um, infrastructure bill that some Republicans agree to, and it comes to about 1.5 million. But then they have another uh, bill that's out there that uh, they call social infrastructure. Their construct, not ours. All right, it, nobody has ever talked about social infrastructure until now. Uh, in this country and they want that to be somewhere in the neighborhood of three and a half trillion dollars and the president has said hey look it ain't gonna bother you not gonna cause inflation take a look just talking about it look at the inflation that you got all right it's not gonna cause that he they, they made the incredulous statement the other day that it wasn't really costing that much money at all uh dealing with this three and a half trillion dollars well manchin disagrees with that he's well one of two uh, democrats that's holding this up he said he could talk maybe one and a half trillion but there ain't no way he's going to talk three and a half trillion you know Here's the thing you've got to understand. You've got to pay that money back. And right now, with all the money that we've spent, we're already into our grandchildren's money. And soon, we're going to be into our grandchildren's children's money. That's how far down we... We're at $28 what, trillion dollars debt now? Who's counting? Yeah. Well, they're not. They're just... <laughs> of course <hey>. not. <laughs> The Democrats always think you can always just spend money you don't have. You know, you can. It's like some of my kids were that way as far as that's concerned. But uh, right now things are being held up. Pelosi keeps saying we'll have a vote today, and then it doesn't happen. And she says it'll be tomorrow. Well, she said that they were going to vote yesterday. They did, It didn't happen. He's, now she's saying they're going to vote uh, today because they're going to get all this cleared up with uh, Seneca and with uh, uh, Manchin. Uh, Senator Seneca is from Arizona. Manchin is from West Virginia. And uh, look, you want to talk politics? Here's what Manchin knows. He goes in there and he blows up the budget at $3.5 trillion with this Democrat wish list of crap that they got, and he'll not get reelected again. He'll be history, absolutely. So what's your thoughts about how how Pelosi is running all of this? Well, Dave, <clears throat> your listeners, you and I, are none of us are fans of Pelosi, and she's doing exactly what we expect her to do, right? She's pushing her leftist agenda, her San Francisco leftist agenda uh, on the country, uh, and the country 
doesn't agree with it, but they have the votes seemingly in the House to achieve it, but they seemingly don't have the votes in the Senate. That's exactly what, where we're at right, right? now. So it's all about politics. There is no more substance. Well, the left is trying to push their radical agenda, uh, and we're on a razor's edge to see what will happen. And I have no, I, no way to predict it. I worry. I worry about if we place ourselves in a position of being, uh, what it would be, about $31, $32 trillion in debt. I, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. And a lot of it that they are going, uh, stuff that they're going after, when they say there's no money attached, there's all kinds of cultural things attached. And they will and are trying to, just as Obama did, remember what he said, uh, that he was going to change America as we know it. And that's what they're trying to do now. They're trying to push through Obama, I'm not even going to say 2.0, Three, four point oh, because they're trying to do everything they can. Because you want to know why? They know, they know they're going to lose next November at the at the polling box. It's going to be huge. You know, what was it? Trump? They lost like sixty seats during during the vote. Uh, I I've said that I believe they're going to lose nearly eighty eighty five seats coming up now because. They have really allowed themselves to be seen for what they are. Oh, I give Manchin also credit. He says he won't vote for three and a half trillion at all. He's saying one and a half trillion, and he won't vote for that if they don't put the Hyde Amendment back in. That makes that's the most pro-life statement I've heard from a a Democrat, and I can't tell you how long, because when the Texas law came out. The real feelings of the the uh, pro-death side of the Democratic Party came out loud and clear. Abortion from any time between uh, conception to birth. They they and they're not backing off from it. Now they got they got their people that go out and say, "I'm glad I had an abortion. I'm glad I killed a baby." It's just unbelievable. There was a uh, actress, I forget her name, she has an unusual name. It's like a verb, I mean that, like, you know, uh, happy, or well, that's not a, a verb, but running or something like yeah. that. And and she gave this speech just a few years back, exclaiming and proclaiming the virtue of the abortion that she had. It's, it, you know, even if you're pro-abortion, it, I would think it shouldn't be a gleeful moment. But it seemed almost gleeful. Well, it tells you that they they really have no morals. I mean, that's a Nazi way of thinking. I'm sorry. I, I can't think of any better example of, uh, you know, having that happen and, and saying, well, it's my body. No, it's not. That's another human being that we're talking about here. I, I talked about that. I was on Conduit as a um, podcast kind of thing. You can go on their website, and they record them. Uh-huh. And I did an interview with them, <clears throat> and the interviewer, well, they, they have a new person, very capable, who said, look, the left keeps saying that conservatives are being inconsistent 
on allowing individuals to choose whether or not to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And as you know, Dave, uh, uh, and as your audience knows, both you and I are vaccinated. Yes, we are. Happily so. And we I'm, encourage go- I'm going next week to get my booster To get your shot. third, yes. And happily so. And we encourage people to do it. But that we encourage people to do it doesn't mean we're going to put a gun to their head. No. And doesn't mean we're going to throw them in jail. Uh, and that's what a mandate is, right? Because uh, what a mandate means is if you don't comply, you go to jail. Bad Otherwise, things will happen to you. Right? That's correct. You know, McDonald's doesn't mandate that, that you buy an Egg McMuffin. They offer it to you. And if you say no, guess what happens? Nothing. If they were to mandate it, then you'd go to jail if you didn't buy an Egg McMuffin. That's what a mandate means. Yes. So they want to throw you in jail uh, for making your own choices about your own body. So the, the reporter aptly says to me, <clears throat> well, the Democrats call the uh, conservatives inconsistent because the conservatives are saying, my body, my choice, essentially. We don't use that phrasing, but we, we use that notion. And they say, well, why doesn't that apply to abortion? And as I pointed out then, and I'll repeat here on your show, of course, we're not talking about the mother's body. We're not particularly concerned with the mother's body one way or the other. We're concerned with the baby's body, That's right. which happens to be in the mother's body, and we recognize there is a tension, there is a conflict there. But the the, the left seems to think there is no baby's body. They, conservatives have no objection if a mother wants to get a nose job or have a kidney removed, because that is her body, her choice. But if she wants to kill a baby that's inside of her, well, now we've got two bodies, two choices. Yeah, that's because you, got, you have two medical charts involved. Exactly. There, not one. Exactly. All right. We got to take a break, and then uh, we're going to hear from State Senator Dan Sullivan. He'll join Robert and I. We'll go back and talk a little bit more about what's happening over at the legislature when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. continue six minutes after seven we should be hearing from state senator dan sullivan in a moment uh to get his take on what exactly is happening uh over at the uh, the capitol where the legislature is meeting at this time i just saw on uh, fox television that a cr has been approved that's a continuing resolution that will keep the government open as is, so they can can continue uh, to pay the military and things of that nature. Uh, my daughter works uh, in the civilian side of the military, and uh, she told me, uh, well, not me. She told another family member who told me that uh, they were, you know, a little bit afraid that they might be furloughed for a while, and I said. I didn't. I didn't call my daughter up. I just told her 
uh don't uh don't worry about it it ain't going to happen just i had already talked to both of the congressmen and to the senator and and they they said that the democrats were keeping it under under kind of under the table but they were going to bring a cr crs we run on crs a lot in the in the federal government uh you can run on a cr in the state government in fact uh but uh, that hasn't been necessary. We're flush with money in this state. In in our because we're overtaxed, Dave. Yeah, well, that and the fe- yeah, and the federal government sending us all this COVID money. You know, right now in our uh, budget, we have like a million or a billion. Pardon me, I'm I'm feeling like McNamara now. Uh, we've got over a billion dollars sitting out there, and it's just. It's ridiculous. Why can't some of that money be given back to the people of the state? There were businesses in the state because they've been taxed. Yeah. How about tax relief? Away. How about tax relief? Yeah. Of course, King Scott here in Little Rock sought to uh, 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 try. Didn't happen. Yeah, did it? Tried to increase our taxes by ten percent. Sales tax by ten percent. He tried to increase our sales taxes, and he got defeated a two to one. Almost three to one. Almost three to one. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. And I voted. Uh, guess how I voted? I voted no. And I told I everybody else to vote I will never vote a tax upon myself. No. No. You know why? Because we got enough in taxes. They already taken enough money. That's exactly right it's now. It's a joke. And they wanted to buy a giraffe. Yeah, exactly. And what they didn't tell you is, yeah, we could have bought a giraffe, but then how are you going to take care of the giraffe? Yeah. It's, they, it, they, would have, they would come back and said, we need more money. By the way, it's a lie. It's a lie to boot. It's not to buy a giraffe. Yes, they would have put a little bit money into that, but it was mostly uh, for their payoffs uh, to political uh, um, favorites. That's what it was for. And I'm tired of government stealing money from me uh, to pay off their cronies. There's cronies in government? Yeah, yeah hard to believe, right? <laughs> hard to believe. I had no idea that, that it went on. Yeah. Golly, I just thought that they were being nice to some people. I pointed out yesterday at this Transparency in Government Group uh, conference that government isn't bad or good, but if government goes unchecked, it will eat up more and more of your money, and it will Founding do Founding Fathers told us that. Indeed. And, and they will do it with uh, less and less oversight if they can get away with it, and that's why the Freedom of Information Act is so critical to everything that we do. What did Thomas Jefferson say? The propensity of government is to grow. Indeed. Indeed. What he said. And be, and and if you buy in to hook, line, and sinker, as so many people do, uh, have done, that the federal government is your savior, you got, you've got your, uh, your spirit play, push at the wrong place. Good luck. It ain't going to happen. It's not. I'll tell you the people who are in the government that are that are passing that money on to you because they're voting for it and stuff. They're the ones that are coming out on top. Well, of course, they're just they're buying re-election is what they're doing. They're buying themselves re-election at the expense of the country, at the expense of the citizen citizens, and at the expense of taxpayers. And if they were really worried about you. Why would they stay up there for a measly $160,000? And I say that measly because if you got a good job, you can be making kind of the same money. But they're, they're staying up there and they're, and they're, quote, working their fingers to the bone for you. 
Yeah, they want to be on the committee that hears what's the newest medicine that's coming up so they can buy stock and things of that nature. We've seen examples of that. Yeah, well, yeah, John Kerry, a a perfect example of that. Man is worth millions. Now, a lot of those millions came because he's married to a woman who uh, is one of the the Hines family. Uh, Yeah, ketchup makes a lot of money. I'm just letting you know that. But... uh, you know that's why he got a lot of money, but he, they can, they've done this. They've gone in and looked at his stock portfolio. They can get that material, and uh, they came up in front of his committees, and he knew that what was coming months before it came. So what did he do? <gasps> Maybe I should buy some stock. <laughs> yeah. That's how he's. That's how he's built up his his uh, money in his bank account. Yeah, right. But as he flies around in his private jet and tells you not to drive your car oh, because yeah. you're putting out too much. Uh, the worst about yeah. that really is still gore. Yeah. He really is the worst about that. And they say, well, but you see, we buy carbon credits, meaning we pay other people <laughs> not to fly around. How about buying the carbon credits and not flying on a yeah, jet? Yeah. That'd be, that's the that'd way be, you actually decrease it. Yeah. That's the way, that's the way it, uh, it works. Uh, I want to talk to you today if we get time because uh, Dan hasn't called and he's supposed to call and we're yeah. waiting for him. Yeah. But uh, if if we break away from talking about uh, state uh, policies, I want I want to talk a little bit about uh, the problems that we have right now with China. We got serious, serious, serious problems. You mean with, them with stealing our intellectual no, property? There's more, you mean them spying just, on us? You mean them uh, infiltrating our computer systems and stealing our information? You know, manipulating our agriculture products oh, yeah. and oh, all yeah. kinds of stuff. Oh, they're ma- manipulating currency. They're, they are a currency manipulator. You want to know where they're putting a lot of their time and effort into? Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. They're figuring it out and how it can best help them. And we're doing some of it, but the senator yesterday said on on the air, not enough. Not doing enough. I believe it. All right. 714 on a Friday. Robert Steinbach is here. He is a law professor at the Bowen School of Law. His his, uh, opinions are uh, uh, his own. They're not the school of law, though they should be, or the uh, university to which the school of law is attached. We'll come back and talk further here. We're hoping that we're hoping that we'll hear from Dan here in just a moment. Uh, PI Roofing wants to let you know that they're ready to handle what you need done with your roof. I mean, this is something I'm going to have to do next year, uh, and probably will be part if I sell my house here shortly uh, to be able to go and and get my uh, get my roof fixed because the people buy the house are going to want new roof on on the Ellswick household, I think. So anyway, you want to go with the people who do the best job, most professional job, and do the best job, but don't charge you uh, exorbitant prices, and PI Roofing will not do that. They will do the first, and then the second part of it, they get with your insurance company and help defray some of those costs because you've been paying (laughs) insurance every month on your house and part of that is for your roof pi roofing you can reach them online just go to them online piroofing.com do me a favor tell them i told you to to get in touch with them so they know that i'm still talking about them that's piroofing.com 
All right, back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. Robert Steinbach is here. Robert, you've you've been trying to take uh, some kind of judge to to the woodshed. Is that right? Well, I'm trying to hold people accountable. That's what I do. I try to hold people accountable. Uh, I just argued a case in the Federal Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals. That's the federal appeal court that governs us in other areas. And there's a trial judge, federal trial judge here in Little Rock, uh, Billy Roy Wilson. By the way, that's his name. He changed it from William Roy to Billy Roy to give himself the imprimatur of a good down-home country guy. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah good southern boy. Right, a good southern boy, you know, who lives in a gated community and has an estate, right? right? But, you know, he's, yeah, right. Okay, anyway, yeah, he puts on a pair of duck boots and shows up to work and all of a sudden right. he's a good, good old country boy, right? You know, um, uh, just because you kill uh, kill some ducks during duck season uh, don't make you a good old country boy. Right. But putting all that aside... There are many laws that allow attorneys to recover attorney's fees because that gives them the incentive to bring a case without having to charge the client. Yeah, pro bono. Exactly. That's what that's called, um, so everybody knows. Yeah, or contingency. And so he, uh, um, so this law firm here in town, the Sanford Law Firm, they do a very nice job on uh, if, if someone is working, say, at a Taco Bell and they're told they have to work overtime, by federal law they're required to get time and a half. Right. And sometimes they don't. Yeah. And so you go over there to the... A lot of times lot of they times. don't. You go over to the Sanford Law Firm and they look into that for you. And if there's a case, they'll prosecute it uh, for you. So he, Josh Sanford's law firm has his case and they bring this case and they win the case. And the judge says, well, I don't like how you did it. So I'm awarding $1 in attorney's fees, even though the law says you get reasonable attorney fees. By no measure, of course, is $1 reasonable, right? right. It's, it, it's not awarding it. He says in that opinion, um, this is one of the opinions, he says in that opinion, but if, this, if the appellate court reverses, then I'll give you 25000 The appellate court reverses, he comes back, and he gives him 500 And he says in that opinion, but if the appellate court reverses, I'll give you 14500 so in one opinion, this is not the one that I argued on That's appeal. four different payments. Yeah, four different amounts. So unless he's like Sybil and he's got uh, many voices <laughs> in his head talking to him, the judge is, he's just making it up. Yeah. He's absolutely making it up. The case that I took up on appeal is similar. He uh, cut down this law firm's fees uh, every opportunity he did. And my favorite part is that five years ago, he awarded a certain amount per hour for the two attorneys working on the case. Uh, five years later, he said that one of the attorneys is so well experienced that the, that a, the other attorney doesn't even need to work on the case. But the one that's so experienced uh, now uh, should be paid uh, less than, I think, 15% less than per hour that he was paid five years ago. Now, how do you reconcile those statements? Uh, you can't. Uh, you can't. You can't. Why? Because he's making it up. And there's nothing worse than a judge that makes up the law. And he's a big Democrat. So maybe there's uh, some coincidence between being a Democrat and making up the law as you see fit. But <clears throat> Republicans uh, like to follow the law. I don't know what Democrats like to do. So is this uh, these these fees that need to be paid to, yeah. to the attorneys? Are these fees being paid, uh, paid by the defendant? Right. Okay. Exactly. The the losing side has to pay reasonable attorney's fees. Of course, the losing side loves it when they lose and then they only are ordered to pay a dollar. Yeah, and sure. That's, that's, you know, I'll, I'll pay a dollar every day because that ain't nothing, right? A dollar, you can't even buy something off the dollar menu because it's not enough 
with the tax. Maybe we should take a look at his the people who are giving him money for his reelection. Well, we'll remember, see federal judges. Federal judges aren't elected; they're appointed for life, and that's part of the problem. Well, that's right. That's federal case. Yeah, it's federal case. And he's been on the bench uh, longer than dirt's been in the ground. And so, uh, um, it, you know, that's First one First time the, I've heard it put that way. Yeah, like that? Uh, and that's one of the problems with the federal system. People had said to me over the years, well, you know, the state system, we elect judges. It's a little too political, isn't it, compared to the federal system where we appoint them? Who do you think's doing the appointments? It's politicos. They're doing the appointments. And then once they're in office... Uh, yes, they can't be influenced by by re-election payments, but they also can't be influenced by common sense if they ain't got none, because there's no pressure on them one way or the other. So we need a little common sense check. Uh, there is a colleague of mine who has now, written, remember if it's Democrats, that's going to be that's a hard hard press to find it, right? That's a that's a heavy lift. That's right. You could search with a flashlight in a dark room for common sense <laughs> uh, for a Democrat, and you ain't going to find it. Uh, the, there's a colleague of mine who has written in the past about term limits for Supreme Court justices, some like 25 years, not a short term limit. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you this, when I see examples like I'm describing here, uh, that suggests term limits or age limits uh, for all judges in our federal system as well. All right. You'd go along with that even on the Supreme Court level? I think there's merit to it. Yeah, I do. Um uh, the the devil's in the details, but 25 years seems like a long enough period that it seems to make some sense, yes. Okay. I just know that, you know, um, oh, who is it, the Democrat that's sitting on there right now? Breyer. No. Yeah, and Breyer. I should remember because I sure. always think when I think of him, I think of ice cream. <laughs> but the, the bottom line is that, you know, he's done a great job of defending why he shouldn't step down. And the Democrats are saying, but wait. The president can't get a good, you know, liberal in there if, uh, you know, that we happen to lose the White House next time. Well, I think Breyer has a point in the sense that currently there is no term limit. So he is under under no obligation to step down. And he said, well, I've done the balancing of considerations, including my health, and I think it's okay for me to stay on. And guess what? Given the way it's now, he's perfectly entitled to do that. Now, politically, from a Democratic perspective, he may be wrong. But the thing is, you get what you what you ask for. You appoint somebody for life and you tell them there's no politics involved whatsoever. And then, you know, 25 years later, you're like, well, politics are involved and there is a term limit. Uh, No. And they they bring this up to him, I'm sure. Well, that's what Ginsburg was saying. Indeed. And then, boom, she died, and right. Trump got another another person to put onto the court. That's right. And it's it's interesting. As long as their ox isn't being gored, then they can go along with the way the law is written. Yeah. I don't see how they can. Well, there there is no set amount to the Supreme Court. Right now, we've been stuck with nine for quite some time. Right. So, uh, but it, it's been as low as four. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm familiar with the seven and, of course, the nine. Yeah, it's it, it makes sense to have an odd number so that, yeah. uh, that it's hard to have a split decision. Sometimes you have a split decision because you have like four and four and one, that kind of thing. Um, and the one doesn't seem to side either way. It's challenging, but I think that can happen. But you can also have a split when someone sits out the case. Uh, but... Whatever the number is, you shouldn't change the number. Arbitrarily. Right, exactly. And, of course, the Democrats want to change the number now just so they can pack it with more Democrats. Uh, do it. 
because then when the Republicans are in office, they'll do the same thing. Yeah. You got 13. We'll, we'll just yeah, add we'll, a few we'll more We'll go up in. to 17. That's right. <laughs> you keep it's, adding. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a sad situation the way the country is, but that's the way the country will be as long as people do not live to the truths that have been set up in our own constitution. And there's one party over another party that typically does that. All right. And, you know, when you look at racism and all the rest, there's one other one party you can point the finger at pretty regularly. And uh, it's the Democrat Party. They don't want to get into that discussion. Really well, they like to call everybody racist because yeah. it's the way they shut down debate. And too often, Republicans would crawl under a rock when they were called racists when they weren't. That's been going on for a long time. Of course, it's been going on forever. Jesse Jackson used to do it all the time back in the 70s. That's right. I saw it happen. I, I, I covered uh, Mr. Jackson in Chicago right. with Operation Breadbasket and all the rest. And when... We were going in and pulling the necessary forms and, and contracts and all kinds of things about his uh, organization when we started coming up with some solid evidence that he was not using that money the way it was supposed to be used. Then they started calling us racist. Then they started picketing the doors. And then uh, the editors started spiking stories. You got scared. Yeah, I get scared. What happens? All right. Well, I'm going to let you go, brother. All right, brother. It's time for you to run. It's always good to be uh, in with you, and I'm glad you're back. I enjoyed filling in for you. But you started getting tired, didn't you? Oh, gosh, it's exhausting. (laughs) It's absolutely exhausting. And I did it two days a week. I was told you did a great job. Well, uh, those people lied to you, but that notwithstanding, (laughs) it's exhausting. All right. Well, we appreciate you. Thanks so much for coming in, Robert. My coming pleasure. up God bless. after the news at the bottom. Of the, in fact, Bill O'Reilly's coming up uh, after he's done. Then uh, Matt Smith from the uh, G, the uh, the VIP Cinemas will join us, and we'll talk about Venom, and we'll talk about the new Adams Family movie that's coming up, and anything else that's new. That's coming. That's right, man. <laughs> yeah, you got to do that right. Uh, but we'll do all of that coming up here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Stick around. You want to know what to do for the weekend? I'm going to tell you when we return. So are you concerned about out-of-control government spending? Who isn't? Or how about soaring inflation, political unrest, and a rapid decline at the U.S. dollar? It's why millions of Americans are investing in silver and gold to protect their nest eggs. Uh, know that David uh, Lucas Financial, right here in North Little Rock, is doing all they can to get you up to speed and up to snuff on doing the right things about these precious metals. Don't let 1970s-style inflation destroy your retirement. Learn how silver and gold could help you protect your assets at IRA, the 401k and hard-earned savings that you put aside for your retirement by calling 501-222-3315. Uh, They work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. So you get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust. To learn more about buying silver and gold, call 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are 
offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment uh, Advisor. All right, I'm sending a real quick text uh, text over to Matt Smith. Uh, let him know it's time to call in. Uh, we're not sure exactly what happened uh, with uh, Dan uh, Sullivan here in the last half hour, but I'm going to suggest to you, without talking to him yet, that uh, you know he's he's out there trying as hard as he can to stay on top of everything that's moving in the state legislature right now. And that's a lot. It's just a whole lot going on. Uh, so I'm letting Matt know to call now. There's a bunch of new movies starting up this weekend. Uh, the two biggest are uh, the new Venom movie that is coming out. And if last night is any indication, it's going to be successful. A lot of people there on the Thursday night over in the, at the Cabot VIP Cinema to, to see that movie uh, and, uh, and enjoyed it. A lot of people enjoyed it. Make sure, uh, talking about this, uh, Marvel is really good about this, uh, having two and sometimes even three extra segments about their movies in the during the the credits there's one in this movie it's middle of the uh, the credits at the end of the movie and you won't want to miss it uh it's uh something that will tell you that stuff that you've been thinking about going to happen is going to happen you got to you got to know it's going to happen just because uh, it's happened in the comic books a lot. I'm not going to say what it is. No spoilers from the Dave Ellswick show. I'll just tell you that Venom is a is a good movie. It is. It's a lot of fun. Uh, uh, it it has its fair am- amount of cursing in it, just so you'll be aware of that, and some pretty graphic, uh, you know, vi- visuals on violence a- a- as well which goes along with the comic book, just so you know that as well. I mean, Venom is a, it's not a nice guy, just the way it is. He, he stays, stays alive by biting people's heads off. That's, that's, that's what he does. That and eats chocolate. All right? So heads and chocolate keep him going. And that, uh, that, that occurs in, in the movie as well. But if, you're, if your son or daughter have read Venom comics. None of that is going to supply, uh, surprise them at all. Matt Smith is with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Matt, did you sit down and watch Venom yet? Hey, it's great. I tell you, it uh, it stays with the first one, and yes. we know they've got to make a third one. Yep. Um, and yeah, you're right. I mean, there's there's you know little language in there and a little little graphics as far as the violence goes, but I think uh, there's a lot of goofball twists there to it as well. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, there are. It is certainly it certainly has more of a comic element and a lot more um, slapstick to it than um, you know the vast majority of superhero movies. I mean, a lot of those movies, a lot of those comic book movies, they just kind of take themselves too seriously. These Venom movies do not do that, and and I, I kind of like the comic relief that's tied into Venom. I think that's one of the highlights of the film. Several times, Venom makes the statement uh, to Eddie Brock. He says the, the, his host, uh, because Venom, of course, is not human, and he resides inside a human host. And he says, 
I want to eat them. <laughs> I get I got a kick out of what he said when the lady said at the store they were out of chocolate. He says, "Can I eat her?" <laughs> I thought it was pretty good because, as I said, heads and chocolate are his diet. That's the symbiote's diet. And I thought they did. I thought they did good on on Carnage. I thought they made him as scary in the movie as he really was in the comic. Yeah, you know, Tom Hardy voices them, you know, as well as as well as his Eddie. I think that's great. I like how all that pulls together. Um, I do like the convenience store aspect and their little neighborhood deal going on there. Yeah, and they're the security team. That's cool. I, I, it's a great film. I mean, we're doing a good, a good, cool comic book movie. Uh, glad it's out this weekend. I certainly recommend people check that out. It's PG thirteen. You know, we've also got Adam's Family two. Uh, out. It's uh, PG. Great for the kids. Great animated feature. Uh, it's out today. And uh, also today is the Many Saints of Newark. And of course that, that is... That looks the, really interesting. That's the prequel to The Sopranos. Yeah, and, and it's it's uh, it's great. It's great. Of course, it's rated R. Uh, James Gandolfini, who played Tony Soprano, his son plays the young Tony Soprano. Yeah, I'm going to go see that movie. I, I was a big Sopranos fan when it was on HBO. I'm going to go to the movie theater and see it again. And people say, well, why do you do that, Dave? It's on HBO Max. So what? I want to see it on the big screen. There's there's things about the movie you'll miss out of what the director wanted you to pay attention to if you don't see it on the big screen. It's uh, definitely um, a standalone vehicle. Uh, you can watch this movie without um, knowledge of the Sopranos series, and it it functions in and of itself as a motion picture, no doubt about it. But obviously, if you follow the Sopranos, you know anything about that series, you'll get more out of the film. And the the Sopranos hardcore fans will be very very pleased with how this film was put together. So do uh, we? So do we see a, the the birth or the the, the the direction that this movie takes, does it lead you into The Sopranos as far as some of the other people, you know, Paulie and some of the other people that you yes. saw uh, in, the, in the series? Yes, yes, yeah. Paulie's in there. And, of course, uh, uh, you know, Tony Soprano's mother, Tony Soprano's Uncle Junior, they're in there. And it kind of shows you the family. And, and as the film starts, uh, Tony Soprano is in elementary school. That's wow. kind of the beginning of the film. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely the history of that family and essentially why Tony Soprano became who he was. It's a, it's a great film. It, it definitely, it definitely tr- is a tribute to that series. But if you knew nothing about Sopranos and watched the film, you would enjoy it. All right. No now, doubt about it. the guy who wrote the script, uh, did Milch have anything to do with this? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it, they brought in a lot of the team as far as directing and, and writing that did the Sopranos series. It was their idea. They wrote this thing. They put it together. The director, you know, yeah. I mean, it's it's um, you know what you're getting when you watch the film, no doubt about it. Okay, so it's a one-off right now, but if it does really good at the box office, it might continue. You know, I would think that the main reason you would not have uh, another film like this is just because you could not get – um, you know, the writer and the team that did Sopranos to do it, right? I mean, that would be the thing. You'd have to get them to want to come back and do it. But now 
people are going to love the movie. There's no doubt about that. No yep. doubt about that. It's on my list for this weekend, so I'll be going to see that. I've even got the you know, the Adams Family on it because I've seen some of the trailers on it, and there's a couple of scenes that I laughed out loud at, you know, with Pugsley and stuff. PG, great for the kids. I mean, really, there's something for everybody this weekend. You know, you want to take the kids out and catch Adam's family. Obviously, good adult drama with the many saints of Newark. And, of course, Venom, PG-13. I mean, that's just a great comic book, Marvel Universe action or movie for everyone. All right. Well, Uh, let's get our break in here. And then when we come back, the next few weeks in October are huge. There's some movies coming out in the next few weeks. James Bond, Dune, some other things that are coming out that are going to just rock the box office, and we want to talk about them here on the Dave Ellswick Show. My guest, Matt Smith, he's with the uh, you know the VIP Cinemas, Hot Springs, here in uh, Little Rock. Uh, he's over in uh, uh, Cabot, up in Searcy, up in Batesville. We'll talk about all these new movies that are coming up. Finally, we're going to see... Daniel Craig back as uh, James Bond. That's coming up this coming week. We'll talk about all of that here in just a moment. Let me remind you about East End Towing and what they can do for you. Uh, They'll make sure that when they show up, they'll take care of whatever is your problem, uh, whatever your situation is, and make sure that it gets handled and gets handled correctly because they got the answers for you at East End Towing. I want you to keep their phone number uh, in your phone so that you call them because with this way you'll know that the person's coming out maybe to hook your car up. You know exactly where they're going to take your car. They're going to take it where you tell them to take it. That's not always the case. And then you end up in an impound lot, and then you end up with a whole lot more money that's got to be paid uh, to different people. So call 501 888 49 that's uh 501-888-8849 that's east end towing all right let's get back to it with matt smith uh matt uh, during the rest of the month of october it's going to be a big big month i would think for you uh at the theaters uh for people coming out to, to see i mean no Time to Die opens next Friday. And to say that this movie has been anticipated is an understatement. Yes, James Bond is back. We got Daniel Craig's fifth outing as Bond. And, of course, uh, his last outing as Bond. He's been Bond now for 15 years. This will be his last movie. Uh, highly anticipated. Obviously, you know, everyone ready to see this film. Rami Malek uh, is in the film. Ralph Fiennes is in the film. Um, Bond is retired. He's living a peaceful life. But after a visit from Felix Later, Bond must follow the trail of a dangerous new villain with never-before-seen technology. So this is going to be Bond at its best. And, of course, um, this thing will play out for a a couple of years, and then we'll find out who the next Bond is going to be. I think... um, you know, many people are saying Daniel Craig is, is is the best. You know, obviously they, you know they 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 love him as Bond. So yes, that's out next week, and then of course um, October fifteenth you have Halloween Kills, Michael Myers that continues, and Jamie Lee Curtis is back in that film as well as as well as Judy Greer, she's in the movie. Nancy Stevens, uh, good to see Jason back. 
Also on October 15th, you've got The Last Duel, and that's a Ridley Scott-directed film. That looks very interesting. Yes, very good film uh, from Fox, Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Ben Affleck, star in the film, uh, Ridley Scott. A lot of promotion behind this. A lot of people love this film. Um, Talking about some awards, and, you know, it's good to see Ridley Scott back on the big screen. That's for sure. That's also October 15th. And what's coming up on October 15th, every horror fan's you know, wish list movie is opening on the 15th. Yeah, oh. yeah. Halloween Kills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both those on the 15th. Okay. And then uh, the 22nd, we've got Dune, of course. Uh, highly anticipated motion picture. Looks great. Uh, Dune does look awesome. Uh, nice uh, to have Jason Momoa back on the big screen. Of course, Oscar Isaac is in this film. It's from Warner Brothers. Dune is October 22nd. By the way, before you go any further on Dune, it's been open for a couple of weeks now, I believe, overseas, hasn't it? And it's doing pretty good box office. It is. It is. And if you're talking about, uh, you know, other markets, you know, James Bond is already on the screen in the United Kingdom. And, of course, it is killing it. I bet. Box office for that film. Absolutely. (laughs) Of course, you know, James Bond, uh, the new James Bond film starts Thursday night. So you can see. I'll be there. You know, no doubt about it. Uh, Ron's Gone Wrong which is another great little animated film, PG. Uh, is coming out on the 22nd. Uh, that'll be good for the entire family. And then, of course, uh, the 29th is Halloween weekend. Now, we'll be playing The Last Night in Soho. Uh, that looks interesting. Um, which, to me, looks like a great uh, twist on a good, scary movie. Uh, that's back on the 29th. That'll be at all locations. And, of course, for Halloween weekend, the 29th, 30th, and 31st, we will have our annual showing of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Woo-hoo! That's all coming up this month. And, of course, you know, we've got a lot of advanced tickets on sale now at Riverdale10.com. Riverdale10.com for those tickets. Let's not forget our Halloween movie with the Dave Elswick Show. That's right. For October. Uh, it's Tuesday, October the 12th. Showtime is 7 o'clock. Tickets are $5. And, of course, it is the original Exorcist from 1973 can't beat the exorcist for a halloween movie i'm just telling you that's a you know and and why do i show the exorcist because the devil made me do it there you go <laughs> riverdale10.com <laughs> tickets just five bucks those tickets are on sale now and you can go to the website and get advanced tickets for a you know james bond right now even as we speak as well as the exorcist which is our classic for october we've got elvis presley uh in november and, of course, White Christmas in December. All Dude. those tickets are on sale at Riverdale10.com. I am going to be totally disappointed if we don't fill at least three uh, uh, you know, film uh, areas with uh, the Elvis Presley movie. Mm-hmm. That, it, as far as I'm concerned, that's the best Elvis movie made. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know you're a big fan. You two of the biggest, two of the biggest stars of the time. That's true. That's true. Should be good to see him on the stage. And, of course, White Christmas, we always you know, buy your tickets now because uh, that that movie does big, big amounts of people coming to see it. That one and uh, A Wonderful Life are our biggest holiday motion pictures. Those are going to be big ones uh, again. But, you know, A Wonderful Life next year. White Christmas this year. Tickets on sale now, Riverdale10.com. Come out and see Venom this weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Yeah, br- and come bring your girlfriend, bring your boyfriend, bring your wife, bring your family, and uh, you know, buy some pizza, buy some uh, some sliders, uh, White Castles, or uh, and and buy the, probably the most price efficient uh, food out there, and that's the nachos at uh, any of the VIP cinemas. They're 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 just fantastic. Lots of cheese, lots of jalapenos if you want them. And uh, you can sit there and nosh on those and watch the movies. Serving beer and wine in Little Rock Hot Springs and Cabot, Riverdale10.com for those advanced tickets. Of course, we got the recliner seating, the plush recliner seating yeah, that's great. with tables, you know, and you can reserve your seats ahead of time, Riverdale10.com. All right, so, you know, things are starting to, to go down as far as COVID 19 goes here in Arkansas again. How's, how's the theaters doing? Uh, uh, Matt, uh, are people turning back out for the theaters now and feeling comfortable enough to go see a movie? I've been yeah, going yeah, to see I mean, it no matter had, what. Um, we had great crowds back for Shang Chi at uh, Labor Day. We, you know, we had good crowds for uh, you know Black Widow back in the summer. Right. Back on Memorial Day, we had really good crowds for a Quiet Place too. Um, you know, you see football stadiums full of people. You. Uh, you know, you see the fairs and everything full of people. You know, you see rock concerts full of people. You see nightclubs and bars and restaurants full of people. So uh, we just need a movie. I agree. It's it's not it's not COVID that uh, that is keeping anybody from doing anything. I mean, um, you know, I mean, you see these sellouts uh, at all of these concerts and big sporting events. I mean, it's uh, people are getting out. You know, packed into these stadiums, a hundred thousand people at a time. Yeah, a lot of so, turn, a lot of turnout last night at the River, or not Riverdale, but at the uh, Cabot VIP Cinema where I was at for the seven fifteen yes. showing of. Venom. It was a big crowd there for that. We need Hollywood to release the movies. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we need to take something up for that over Britney Spears now, since that's been taken <laughs> care. Of. All right. We appreciate you. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you later, Matt. Have a good one. Uh, have a great weekend. Go out and see a movie this weekend. Got a couple of really good ones out there. Got a family one with the Adams Family Part Two. Uh, got uh, kind of a a, a tweener to adult movie out there in in venom and there will be carnage and there is carnage in this movie i'm just letting you know uh, i enjoyed it thought it was a a, a lot of fun and uh, i ju- i like just how how venom uh, what he's always telling eddie some of the great stuff that's said between the two of them with that said i'll see you monday monday we'll have people on from acre to talk about the new budget that they're talking about in congress Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.